Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast bonus advice column episode. Today, we're going to give you our greatest, most mature, enlightening, genius, We give the, the best advice in the world. Advice. And if you're new around here, we do one of these episodes once a month on the last Friday of the month. So stick around and maybe we'll give you, maybe we'll grace you with our advice on your own situation if you email it into hello at what we said podcast.com. Um, but first a little life update, Jace. Me and JC were both out of town this weekend. Okay, let me let me start because in my solo episode, I let everyone know that I was gonna be witnessing a live, natural, unmedicated birth at home by my sister-in-law. This has been her plan for a while. She wanted to do an unmedicated birth at home. She didn't want to be at the hospital. So I was lucky enough to be there, but I actually did not end up seeing the birth because she gave birth insanely fast. There was not even time for her midwife and her doula to get there. My brother-in-law, Leif's brother, Cohen, literally delivered the baby. She was, Allie was on the toilet. That's my sister-in-law. And my mother-in-law was at their house as well. She was staying there. Um, Did they wake her up? And she just— Yeah, she heard Allie, like, screaming, kind of. Like, she heard noises, and so she came in there, and the head was already coming out. Oh. Baby. Can you even believe? Leif and I were staying, like, probably seven-minute drive away. And so my mother-in-law called me, and she just goes, she had the baby. She she had the baby. And we're just like, what? They woke us up. It was 1.30 a.m. We were stunned. And— because we were expecting her to be in labor yeah. for like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. So we thought even when they call, okay, we have a second to get our stuff ready. Yeah. So we're scrambling. We already had our stuff, our cameras and stuff ready, but we were just woken up. So we were very like disoriented. Yeah. And she just goes, it's, we were like laughing afterwards because my mother-in-law goes, she had the baby. Yep. Because I'm like, Wait, <gasps> what? She's like, yep. She's attached. She has the baby. And we're like, attached? Like She's like, the umbilical cord is still attached. Like, we're just like, uh, what? Oh, my god! And once we were talking afterwards, she was saying, my point in saying was that it was very fresh. So, like, come now because you can yeah. still get video and photos. That's what we were there for was to do the birth video and photos. So, it was not ideal that we missed the actual birth. But we were able to get some really good footage basically right after. And, yeah, it was just absolutely insane. She literally wow. only had to push like two or three times and the baby just came right out. She was ready. Her name's Sunday. She's really, really cute. Oh, that's cute. And yeah, I have a new niece. And it was actually really cool to see because I, I'm i sure there are a lot of misconceptions about unmedicated births and stuff. I mean, that sounded terrifying to me. Yeah. 
not that I was judging her at all for doing it, but I feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I would ever be able to do that. Yeah. But being there, it really was cool to see how peaceful it was in the room after she gave birth. And like, it was cool that she was just at home. I was like, I can see how that's really nice to just be in your own home. And afterwards, it's like she was up walking, you know, because it's like she had no drugs in her system, Um, like no epidural. So she's getting up and I'm like, that's pretty, that is cool. That's really nice. Like, um, so anyway, women are incredible. Let's just, let's just say that. However you give birth, you are amazing. And I just think it is the craziest thing. So I've only seen two births. Well, I guess I've only seen one. It was, and it was Allie's first son, um, first baby. So I saw that birth and she had an epidural that time. And then the second time, obviously she didn't, but I didn't really get to see the actual birth, but just even being there afterwards and seeing them like just everything. I'm like, women are amazing. Like this is insane. You're, you've just pushed a baby out of you and like, you're going to be back to normal at some point. Like it's It's just so crazy. Be back to normal, walking around, carrying that child. It's so crazy to me. And it was like emotional. Like I, you saw that video that she Mm -hmm. posted of her, like right after she gave birth and everyone that I showed cried because it's just like, it's so, it's so insane when you're like, yeah, it's so raw. And then also when you're, even when after she gave birth and like, I think the baby's like nine hours, I've almost said nine days, nine hours old when we like came back over and we like took more photos of them. And we're just looking at her and we're like, you are like, you were just in her stomach. And now you're just here looking at us, opening your eyes. Like it is amazing. It's such a weird thing to hold a brand new newborn baby, like fresh out of the womb. It's like, there's nothing like it. You just stare at it and like, this is so amazing. It's so amazing. so crazy. And we were saying, we're like, can you imagine when that's your own? Like when yeah. it's literally half you, yeah. half Nick, like, and you're yeah. just looking at this thing that you created. I'm just like, what oh a my crazy gosh. experience. People were saying, they're like, did you get baby fever? Like when you were there and then like you saw Cove because we saw yeah. Aspen and Parker and Cove. And I'm like, yes. yes. Like how could you when not? you see babies that are just so cute and sweet, it's like every time you're just like, wait, I want you. Yeah. Like you're so cute. There's literally nothing better than a newborn baby to be quite honest. No, there's nothing. Like They're so calm, literally, fr- like days out of it, you're just like, you just came out, you yeah. just arrived, like <laughs> you're you're here now. That's so wild. No, I'm dying. The like moms that listen to this are probably cracking up because I'm like, they're so calm. I'm like, they're just <laughs> they're just so easy. They're so easy. I'm like, being a mom is so easy. Birth no. is so easy and fast and painless, and then having a child is just all magic. <laughs> no, but that's I, what I've heard. I mean, even when you're obviously they cry and stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel like they sleep so much that yeah. when I was holding her, at least I'm just looking at her. I'm like, you're just literally so still and peaceful. Yeah. And it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. So anyway, in my solo episode, I said, stay tuned if I still want kids. The 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 uh, verdict is in. Stay I still tuned. want them. So <laughs> why did you say that? Because I said I'm going to witness an unmedicated birth. Oh, oh, oh. I gotcha. But yeah, it was crazy. It was amazing. And yeah, Allie, if you're listening, you're a rock star. Congratulations. Wow. Seriously. You're a very strong woman. You know what? That reminds me of the story that I heard about this woman who, it was on the news, so who knows if it was actually a true story, but she didn't know she was pregnant because she was on birth control and like she wasn't married or anything. So she wasn't expecting it. And she just thought she was like really bloated and like- I'm so sorry. I think she was just like kind of overweight anyway. So she was like, didn't really notice a huge difference. And she was like, I was just chilling. And she went into labor on a plane and she was like, 
oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cramps. No, like, you're joking. And I was, and I think because she was on birth control or, or something, she, the non-having periods, she just, she didn't know. She didn't know she was pregnant until the baby came. She was like, literally, you will have to find this story on Google or something. And even, I don't even care if it's fake because it was so entertaining and so crazy to read. And so she was on a business trip or something to a different country. And she got, went in labor on the plane, got to her hotel room, was like, something's happening, laid in her bath, gave birth to her child on her own oh. in the bathtub. And then basically like had to, didn't know the language. So had to like call, got a towel, came out and like the news and the press were there. Cause they just like heard about the story. Cause she called the hospital or something crazy like that. And she was like, I had no idea I'm pregnant. And I just had a baby. <laughs> I'm shaking. If that is real. I really hope I'm it's real. Words. I hope it's real. Because I, that is just insane. How do you never feel and it she, kick? And I think it was from, I felt it, or I felt I, it. I'm like, <laughs> I felt it. You're like, it was me. <laughs> no, she was saying, um, I think I, I read it a couple years ago. And I'm pretty positive it was from her point of view. And she was like a very witty, funny girl. And so the way that she wrote it too, was just like, honestly reminded of something that happened to one of us. Or it's just like, oh, what is happening? My gosh. And she was like, I just had to, the baby came out of me and I had to rock around, like walk around the room trying to figure out what to do. Like try to get that on my was, phone and Google it. Like what to do. Just insanity. Oh Anyways, my god! Again, I hope it's real. Wow. What a story. If that is true, <laughs> heaven help. Yeah. Because how shocking. It's like you have got to be a little mentally prepared. Obviously yeah. you have nine months to mentally prepare that you're giving birth. Yeah. Even if it does happen. I mean, I've heard of people that are planning to get an epidural and go in and then they like go into labor at home and they yeah. have to give birth without it. Where And you're not mentally prepared yeah. for that. You're just like, okay. But to a degree, you still are because you know you're going to give birth. Mm-hmm. But it's like to have no idea and yeah. just be like, oh, my stomach hurts and then a baby's coming yeah, out. Yeah, like my stomach hurts imagine. so bad. I think she thought she had like got food poisoning or something. She's like, my stomach hurts so bad on the plane. <laughs> I am so sorry. That can't, I've, let's call them myth busters. That's not real. I, I saw in the in the article, I had a picture of her with her baby. Well. Coming out of the hotel. I'm like, okay, you're right. Debunked. <laughs> if she had a baby, then that's real. <laughs> if it's a woman with a child, it's the true story. Woman doesn't know she's pregnant. I'm, I'm Googling it. Anyway, had baby in foreign country. Had baby foreign country. Do you ever do that with Google? You just type in a bunch of random things. Yeah, and, and somehow like, it finds it. Australian model did not know she was pregnant until giving birth. I don't know I'm if that was her. So sorry. Oh. That's not the one I read. What do you mean? She says she has no idea. I, I'm not saying do you I'm just reading yeah. this. It says she had no idea she was expecting until she literally started giving birth. What? what? How do you how do you not care? notice? How do you not notice? What do you mean? She's also like so small. She looks like a tiny person. So how do you not notice your I stomach? I don't believe that. Okay, we'll see. And the baby was like eight pounds. Okay, whatever. Yeah, um, that's insane. Anyways, moving on before we get to the advice. Quick little life update for me. I went to um, a cabin in actually Eastern Arizona with my immediate family. So basically all my siblings and in-laws, um, like all of their spouses mm-hmm. and then my parents. So it was like our first official like Cliff Gustafson family reunion. You nice. know, that's not with cousins and stuff. It's like, and I was thinking, I'm like, this is gonna be crazy once we have kids. It's like, when did our family become that? Yeah. I'm like that elite. But no, that, but really. you know what I mean? Like that old. Yeah. And it was really fun. We literally were only there for like two full days. And we went to the lake. Uh, if you guys know where Sholo is, I'm sure you do. 
uh, it's like, I don't actually know where the cabin I'm is. I'm sure you do. No, no I'm <laughs> saying people that listening from Arizona. Yes. We were at the, the cabin is literally in the middle of nowhere. So it, you can't like map it or anything. It's, I don't even know what technically town it's in. Cause it's actually in the middle of nowhere, which is That's so nice. nice. We had no service. So I was forced to just like be off of my phone. It was so fun. So relaxing. We played ping pong, went kayaking, um, played just a bunch of board games and truthfully never been happier. Just the hung best. out with my family. So it was fun. You guys want to watch my vlog about it. Go look at my YouTube channel. Go it's linked below it. in the show now. In the show notes. Okay. I've got to start saying my words <laughs> properly before we get into this. I'm going to be giving some wisdom. Okay. So you guys wrote in for some situations that you need advice on. And <clears throat> we're here to make fun of you. We are here to give you that advice. I'll start. Hello, ladies. I love this podcast so, so much. And so I knew I needed to email in to ask for advice. So my roommate and friend, wait, is it the same person? So my roommate and friend dated this guy we will call Sam about a year and a half ago. He is from where we live, but currently lives in a different state. They only okay. lasted a couple of months and it did not work out. About a year ago, Sam followed me on Instagram. We never DM'd, liked each other's photos, nothing. Then about a month ago, I swiped up to one of his stories and bam, we have been talking every single day. Every day. Just puts words in her mouth. I'm like, we're married. Okay. Um, he told me he has had a crush on me for a whole year and he was nervous to message me because I'm friends with his ex. This week he's in town. I met up with him last night and it went really well. He said he might be moving back here too. Ooh. He's hinted at wanting to date and I don't know how to go about telling my friend. She's the type that would say she's cool with it, but deep down she would feel really hurt. Anything will help. Please, SOS. Dang, that sucks. It's It's... A little awkward at this point, too, because you've been messaging for, for so long. Wait, how, did she say months? Um, I think uh, a month ago. Okay, that's not horrible. But, like, imagine if someone's like, I've been texting your ex for three months straight every single day. You're like, why didn't you tell me earlier? Yeah. But, you know, no time like the present. So I would definitely be like, hey, I've been talking to whatever. Sam. Oh, Sam. Sure, I'm sure his name's Sam. <laughs> like, you're lying. <laughs> And just be honest with her. Again, I've been watching a lot of Vanderpump Rules. We haven't talked about Vanderpump Rules on here. Have you watched Vanderpump Rules? I haven't watched it. Um, I'm like, oh, that's why. (laughs) Um, And it's taught me a lot about social situations, you know, and how how the real world works in terms of dating and like dating exes. Because I feel like our dating experiences, because we got married so young, just were so so different. different than… I don't know these experiences that these people have, and I'm not saying this is anything crazy. Yeah, but um, a I, lot of people date each other's exes. I feel like yeah. Well, is that what I, you're trying to say because oh, well, not trying to say, but like, well, yeah. And I'm saying in Vanderpump Rules, there's lots of yeah dating each other, especially in the same friend group, going after each other's exes, and it's like to some people it's a huge deal, to other people, some people literally it just ruins their entire life. It depends on the relationship. Some people, you know, if she was the one heartbroken and he broke up with her, and well, it says they only lasted a couple of months and it didn't work out. So I'm feeling like with the the friend. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's so much different to me if this person's in a relationship with this guy for like two years and they yeah, think they're going to get married and then they don't. It's like, okay, maybe stay away. But, but a few some, months? I know, but some some relationships, even if they're two weeks, like… Like hurt so bad. Like there's so More deep. than someone who's… You've been in a relationship for like three years. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, think how long true. you knew Leif. It's like only a couple months before you guys, like you knew that he was the one. So it's like, even if you guys had broken up, it's like if someone, if I started dating Leaf at that okay, point. Okay, that is so, that is. That would hurt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Because you're literally <laughs> like girl. family to me. This girl, like, like, I don't know if this, these girls are like best friends. Yeah, your roommates. I know. It, to We're be honest, the absolute just worst so advice. much anxiety to her. We're like, you are doing a horrible <laughs> thing. No, but the only thing you could do is be honest at this point yes. is what I'm trying to get at. And it depends. This is what we always say. Earlier like, the better. If you're going to go after someone's ex or if they're talking to you, like you better make sure it's worth it. Like <clears> if this guy, you're like, eh, maybe. It's like, mm-hmm. maybe go on a few more dates and then yeah. tell her. But and if you're like, no, I really like him and like we're really into each other, then be honest with her immediately. Yeah. And also you have to go into the conversation not defensive. Like mm-hmm. you have to understand that it's going to hurt and you probably should have told her the minute you guys started messaging back and forth because it is going to hurt that you almost went behind her back. I'm just yeah. being honest with you. So if you go into the conversation like, well, you know, whatever. Her feelings are going to be hurt. So just go into the conversation understanding that and apologetic. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't t- I tell you earlier. I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere and now it is and I'm developing feelings and like, I just want to know where you're at with that because- That's true. You know. Also, I don't know if they're still roommates, but I think they are. Which yeah. I wasn't picturing that they were roommates currently, but I think and they, they are. were roommates. And they were roommates. So good luck with that, sis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say when I started dating Nick, um, my friend liked him and they had they had gone on a date. It wasn't like a relationship, but even then I was like, Oh gosh, like going after someone who at the time we hung we're hanging out every single day. So it was like so awkward. So I know how it feels. It feels terrible and I'm like, luckily I did something better than you, <laughs> but it's like, again, the earlier, the better. Just yeah. Be just be honest. Hey guys, I'm an avid listener and have been ever since you announced that you were starting a podcast. Oh, thank you. Anyways, I just moved to my dream state, Washington from California, and I love it here, but I'm someone who isn't amazing with big changes. I know Chelsea has moved a lot and I'm wondering if you have any advice for making my new house feel like home. Oh, thank you. And I love you both so much. Um... <laughs> just speechless. She's like, yeah, none of my house I is felt like home. And she spelled my name wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be moving on from this. <laughs> no, I don't care. Yes and no. If you're going to be living there for a while. <laughs> yes. Just yes. <laughs> just like, how do I make my house feel like a home? <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, like, yes, you want to make it feel a home, like, like home, but depends how long you're going to be there. If it's mm-hmm. like kind of a temporary place, if there's things in your apartment, this is what I would do. I got over trying to make it a whole shebang and like put shelves into every apartment I've ever lived in because we were moving so much. And if I just had a couple things that first of all were comforting and that like brought me joy when I saw them, you know, so maybe that was just our record player that had like my favorite records out or something like that, or just one photo, like photo frame or whatever. Anything that is sentimental to you that when you look at, it brings you joy. And here's what not to do. Don't go to Home Goods. Don't go to like, you know, on Wayfair or definitely don't go there. <laughs> definitely not on Wayfair. Um, and just buy things to fill the space. Do not do that. Like, take your time. Only get things that you really like. Don't feel the need to buy just a rug just to have a rug right now. It's like, just wait. You can collect things as you go, meaningful pieces. I used to do that because we would be there for a short amount of time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a new this. I'm going to get a new this. I'm going to buy a bunch of little knickknacks to make this look cute. And it's like, it just, you throw them away. Kind of a waste. It's not really homey. It's like, it just feels like you're living in a model house or something like that. You know what I mean? I have two pieces of advice. Plants. I feel like that's a great way to make things a little more homey and cute. And you can take those with you when you move. And Get a few plants and, like you said, pictures framed. Yeah. And people always, I don't know if I'm just, I don't know if I'm just a rebel, but people always ask me, they're like, 
how did you do that if you're renting? Like, hang stuff on the mm-hmm. walls and stuff? Just ask. Like, I'm yeah. not saying that Usually you're always you can hang stuff. Like, nail things in. Yeah, but you just have to return it to its mm-hmm. previous state. So, for me, well, we painted our walls, which I realize that's a little bit extreme when you're renting, but the walls were gray and we filmed so much and shoot so much in our yeah. house that it need, they needed to be white for my my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I just wanted them to be white and our landlord didn't care. So we're like, sweet. But with hanging stuff, it's like, as long as you patch up the holes when you move and stuff, you should yeah. totally be able to hang up stuff. Even the tesiclage kit that I have in my office, yeah. like you can literally just take that down. Yeah. Take that down. That's with tape. I'm like, you need to take that down. So <laughs> it's literally like falling off because it's not even our office right now is a little bit of a tragedy. But anyway, moving on. You can like cut out, you yeah. know, get a collage kit like this or cut out pictures from magazines and tape them on your wall to make things fun. There's a lot of things you can do to make your house cute without having to break the bank. 100%. And and thrifting items, I feel like, again, collecting things that are meaningful and not just like buying. I used to do that. I would go to like Home Goods and just get random utensil holders that were just like so I don't know and also you don't even really you're not obsessed you're just like "Eh, no like oh it's a placeholder for now and I'm just like "Eh, yeah do any good okay hi girls I love the podcast and I look forward to it every Tuesday okay can we talk about how I always think the podcast is going up on Wednesday because what we said Wednesday I just like I'm like we just really did ourselves dirty with that one a missed missed opportunity truly okay (laughs) overall okay so her and her boyfriend broke up we can say that's what we said Tuesday Oh, true. Okay. Did you hear what I said though? Just barely. Yeah. I broke up with my boyfriend a month ago or something like that. Yeah. A couple of months ago, her ex-boyfriend and her broke up. Okay. Overall, our relationship was healthy, but we grew apart. The breakup was mutual and I'm pretty much over it now. However, I go to a small school, so I have a ton of classes with him. Now a bunch of little things like him speaking, I sound like an awful person, to answer a question annoys me. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> annoys me, for example. How do I get over this spite and annoyance with him? We ended on good terms, but the more I think about our relationship, the more I realize what I did not like. I have to see him a lot since my school is in person. We're in the same friend group and getting annoyed with someone's every action is not healthy. Thank you for any advice you can give me. I hope you guys are having a good day. So you caught the ick. You caught the ick, sis. You caught the ick for him, which is a good thing because you're broken up. So at and least you're not still together. And it's like everything he does annoys me. And also it's like you're you're probably not wanting to get back with him, which is great because mm-hmm. that's also the worst when you like yeah. someone, you want to get back with them, but you're broken up. Um, the I only w- advice... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. I was- you go. <laughs> no. I'm like, trust me, you know. <laughs> you don't want to hear what I had to say. <laughs> the only thing that I can think of in terms of advice for that is when you're annoyed with something or somebody bringing awareness to that thought stops it in its tracks because it's hard to be like, just stop being annoyed with them or stop being irritable. It's like, we've all been there where it's like, no, I'm just annoyed. Mm -hmm. But bringing awareness to the thought, you know, when he is speaking in class and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm cringing. Just bring awareness to that you're thinking that and it'll stop it and you'll start thinking about other things and that's the best you can do, you know? What do you mean? That's kind of like just, think about the thought more? Yeah. Bring awareness to the thought. Like if you're thinking, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, not really. Just think about it Noticing more. Noticing the thought, like bringing awareness. To, so if you're thinking about something, you're not thinking about you thinking that, but you know, your just thoughts are just running wild mm-hmm. until you bring awareness to them. It kind of stops them in the track. That's like being present. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're talking mean to yourself and it's like, okay, in this, in this specific situation. If you're sitting in class and he raises his hand and you're like, in your mind, you start to feel annoyed and you start having thoughts about it. Just notice what thoughts you're having basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And that's, that's literally all it is, is bringing awareness to it without judging yourself for it, without being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing it again. It's just like, okay, I'm thinking about this thought right now. I know it sounds weird, but really bringing awareness to a thought is the best way to stop it in its tracks. Like people do this for intrusive thoughts, like Mm -hmm. thoughts we don't want to be having, you know, like where it's like, okay, I really don't like that. I just had that thought where it's like, you know, when you're holding a baby and you're like, what if I just drop this? Like, okay. Or something like that. Or like you're driving, you know what I mean? It's like you're driving and it's like, what if I just like ran this? And it's like, why am I thinking that? Yeah. Those kinds of thoughts, if you dwell on them and like put more energy into them, but if you bring awareness to the thought, like, I don't know how else to say it besides bring awareness, like notice it without judgment then um, it kind of stops it in its tracks. Okay. Because you don't let it run free, you know? Yeah. Don't let it roam your mind. Free real estate. Love it. Um, I have no advice for you. <laughs> Besides that you I, caught the ick. You caught the ick and you got to get out of there. I'm like, move. <laughs> no, I, oh, I, I... hate the ick. Well, I just feel like you got to... This is a dumb answer. Really, it is. You just got to start putting energy into other things. Like mm-hmm. the more, which is not an easy answer. It's like... It's exactly what you're saying. You can't just be like, oh, just stop being annoyed. Yeah. It's like, okay, which is essentially what I'm telling you to do. But it's like, just when you have those thoughts, just try and think about something else. Yeah. I don't know. It's my best advice. Yeah. Because it really is annoying. But you have to realize it's like, oh, actually, I'm like putting myself in that position. That's really annoying. To just be annoyed at someone yeah. they're like everywhere. They're in your friend group. I mean, I feel like, like we've on. all experienced that where it's like, there's really nothing that that person is doing that's super annoying. It's just like, they do one thing, then you kind of realize they're being annoying and you, from that point forward, every little thing they do, yes. you're just like, you are annoying me yes. so bad. And it has nothing to do, it's not even a personal attack on them. It's just like, you want something to be annoyed about, really. Yeah. I'm like, look, it sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I'm just like, you're selfish. Bye. <laughs> hey, Chelsea and JC. I know this is just high school drama. We love high school <laughs> drama, but who better to help with the best friend situation than the two people who are best friend goals? Aw. Remember how you mentioned that you had a gossip girl in your high school who posted anonymous confessions? Yes. Well, my school has tons of those accounts, but I've always been just a bystander. Someone recently sent in a confession that was a false accusation of my character and basically called me a two-faced snake. My heart instantly sank because I genuinely try to be as nice as possible and sometimes even overexert myself by helping others. The worst part is that I think one of my closest friends sent it in oh since my. the way it's phrased is so similar to how she talks. <gasps> That's I don't mean to sound ignorant, but there's nothing I could have done to make her stoop so low. She's never shown any sign of being upset with me, but she definitely loves to gossip. I often reflect on how grateful I am to have such great friends. So this felt like even more of a stab in the back. Here's my question. Do I confront the friend? I hate confrontation of any kind and I'm not the type to start drama. Not to mention there's a small chance that it might not be her. I would just let it go. But now I'm uncomfortable whenever I talk to her and I know our friendship won't be the same unless she can prove that it wasn't her. She was one of those friends who I thought would be in my life forever, but now I'm not sure it's worth my time and energy. Sorry for the length of this, but I can't end without thanking you two for making my Tuesdays the best day of the week. With everything that's happened in this sorry excuse of a year, I've never been more grateful for what we said. Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank you. That end was so sweet. Wait, that is Um, horrible. Crazy and so sad. First of all, that's like your best friend that you literally think is going to be your best friend for life. Okay. I have two thoughts. My immediate, you know, gut reaction is she's got something going on in her life that's, you know, has nothing to do with you. And it's just her way of coping. Yeah. Like think of all the times you're mean to somebody, but you're upset about something else has nothing to do with them. Like even coming home and you're mean to your mom and it's like, your mom's an angel. She didn't do anything, but you're just upset about something. You're Mm -hmm. having a rough day and it's like, she's just the person you take it out on. So she might be insecure about something. She might be like, 
going through her own struggles. You might not, you have no idea maybe what she's going through. Mm-hmm. You know, could be home issues. I don't know. And so she just is hurting. She's just lashing out and trying to like get rid of that emotional poison <laughs> that's inside of her, which is not an excuse at all. No. Like that's not okay. But the other thing that I was thinking is if you do confront her, I promise you she's going to deny it. There's oh, yeah, no 100%. way she's going to be like, yes, that was me. Yeah. So I don't know how how you would go figuring, like, how to prove that it was her. Yeah. My my uh, my answer might be a little toxic. I was going to say you should just be extra nice to her. You should, like, start, like, if it can come from a good place, that's even better. Mm-hmm. If you can come, this is you being a, like, way the bigger person, which is don't hard get to mad, do. Get even. <laughs> like destroy her. No, I'm saying if you can really empathize and be like, maybe she is going through something at home. Like yeah. I did nothing. And she, you know, if she's willing to stoop that low, like that's really sad. Just start doing extra service for her. Be super nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Then she might then, feel really bad and crack. Yeah. What, what if she feels so bad that she reaches out again and, and then says that that yeah. wasn't true? Like to the, to the, gossiper yeah. girl or whatever. And then they have to rec- I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if you've, if this girl has gone up to her friend and been like, did you, because if that happened to me, I like, you would be the, and if it was you, I, you would be the first person I would go to be like, did you freaking see this confession page? Like, right. So I wonder what her response would be like if you were venting to her about it and being like, yes. I don't know what I could have done. Like this like really hurts my feelings. And then another thing going into confrontation per se, or like anything where you have to confront somebody, First of all, it's all about how you go into the conversation. The entire outcome of the conversation depends on how you bring it up. If you come across like, I know that was you. It's like, you know for a fact that conversation is going nowhere good. No. If you come with it like, okay, I just, I know this is weird, but I have this feeling that that was you who sent it in. I don't know. I just feel horrible. I don't want to know what I did. And not coming in in like offensive way and being like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, can you tell me what I did? And then she's more willing to open up because she knows that you're a safe place to tell her instead of, you know, if she admits it, then you're going to go do a confessional about her and be like, this girl wrote about me, you know? Oh, but it's like, even if she was nice, I could totally see the girl being like, I didn't write that. Yeah. Because it's just like, who would want to get caught for that? It's so embarrassing. And then at that point, if she does deny it, no matter what you do, you've tried everything, it's like, you kind of have to let it go. Well, and then also it's awkward between you now. Yeah. Because whether she did it or not, you thought she did, which is mm-hmm. just bad. And so yeah. it's like your friendship. I'm like, your friendship will never be the same. I'm sorry. Yeah. But seriously. Also, this is how you can tell if someone's lying. When you ask them a question, they answer with a question. They answer with a question? Yeah. So if you're like, um, you know, did you write that thing about me? And like, they're like, why would I write that? Why would I write that? Or something instead of just like, no, are you crazy? Or something like that. It, okay. Just okay. They'll deflect. A- they go like, did you cheat on me? why would I cheat on you? Why would you think that? They always say like, why would you think that? Instead of being like, no. But I could see myself saying that. I could, s- well, I'm like, I could, uh, well, <laughs> I'm I've like, oh, you're a cheater. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, I could see, I'm picturing me. If, you know, you accused me of something that I didn't do or Leif. Yeah. I could picture me being like, what? Why the heck would I do that? Yeah. I could picture saying that. I'm like, you're a liar. I hate to oh, I'm saying I'm genuinely. <laughs> just kidding. No, that's true. Maybe it's how, I don't know. I just saw that on a lie on a, uh, what's it called show? Um, yeah. No, it does sound show. true though. Like deflecting yeah. or being super defensive. Red yeah. flag. Yes. For sure. Red flag always. Okay. 
Hi to the big sisters I never had. You guys rock and never fail to make my Tuesdays 10 times better. Seriously, the best walk across campus podcast ever. Anyway. My wow, it's a long walk. Yeah, literally 45 minutes. My best friend and I are freshmen in college and are exactly two hours and 17 minutes away from each other. Not a bad drive at all, but Mrs. Rona is making it difficult to visit each other because of all the campus rules and safety stuff. We try to text and call as much as possible, and you best believe half of our combos are about what we said. I got her hooked. (gasps) I love that. But it is a hard change from being in high school and 10 minutes away from each other. I know you guys did long-distance friendship for a while, so any advice on how to deal? Love you guys big time. Keep killing it. Well, it's awesome that you guys have the podcast to talk about. Yeah. Because that's definitely something… I feel like I do that with a lot of my siblings even. It's like mm-hmm. if there's something… You know, we're all watching the same anime show that comes out every week. It's like that's something we can talk, talk about. about yeah. But like, like our biggest advice, keep listening to the podcast, girls. <laughs> keep sharing. Keep talking. Keep, <laughs> keep downloading. Keep reviewing, rating, emailing, Instagramming. <laughs> but keep sharing that on your story and tagging us. That sounds like an awesome thing to help. To be honest with you, when Chelsea and I… We're long distance, quote unquote. Before we started the podcast, we kind of drifted apart. Yeah, we didn't really we, talk that much. We didn't talk that much, which is so bizarre <laughs> looking know. back. It's like truly so shocking to me. We For definitely, like a good two years probably. Yeah. We definitely weren't like not friends anymore. Yeah. We would still catch up with each other, but we weren't like the best of friends talking every day. Yeah. Definitely would talk. How often do you think we would talk? Like when, I don't even remember to be quite honest. Me neither. I'm like literally I don't know if it was once a week or once a month or like not even. I, I truly don't remember. Probably not that often because I remember if you… It's not like I knew the trips you were going on. It's not like I knew where… Because like now it's like if you're posting Instagram in a different country or something, I would know that you were there. Yeah. But I feel like sure. then I would ha- I would like ask like, oh, you just went here or something. So definitely not that often. Not that often. That I feel like so- maybe like a couple times a month, maybe. That I don't even know so if it was like weird. calling or like texting or… It's so shocking because, because it was kind of weird when you invited me. Not weird, but <laughs> I'm like, it was kind of <laughs> creepy to be honest. <laughs> no, it was kind of like random for you to invite me to come visit you. The yeah. spirit told you to do that. I'm like, yes, I was. <laughs> What's the word? Literally, I didn't know the word. <laughs> <laughs> when you go back to church. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Moving on. Literally just talks about ourselves the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, good like, luck, anyways. girls. I'm like, our friendship is goals. <laughs> anyways, good <laughs> luck, girlies. No, I think, I think it's a, you'll always find your way back to each other yeah. if you're really good friends, I yeah. feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. But, well, they're not even, like, drifting apart. Well, like, don't worry. She's like, we're literally best friends still. I was going to say plan. I know it is hard with Rona, but planning things and, you know, putting an effort into seeing each other often. That is just so like, key. Yeah, it's so key. Yeah. And just keep… I know you're saying you you text and call, like, often. Just keep that up. Yeah. Because the more, like… I feel like the first step to drifting apart from someone, from mm-hmm. a friend is when you kind of stop like texting and calling. Yeah. I've noticed that where it's like, I'll be, you know, we FaceTime all the time and then like slowly, we haven't talked in like two weeks and then it's like a month and then yeah. it's two months and I'm like, wait, literally we're like not even more friends and more anymore. Awkward, yeah, yeah, and it feels more and more awkward to talk again. So it's like, just keep talking as much as possible. FaceTime each other, call, text, keep it up. Yeah. And then just know that all of it, it's getting better, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So hopefully soon… I feel like we've, I hope we've gone through the worst of it. Yeah. So it's like, hopefully, hopefully it's uphill from here and you guys have already endured the. Wait, I have to say something so funny that I saw from TikTok. It was saying um, people are starting to treat uh, the virus like girls treat their period on the last day. They just like pretend like it just stopped, like it doesn't exist. 
Oh my gosh, literally. I think I sent it yeah, to Yeah, it's so accurate. Um, and I was telling Nick, I was like, I didn't realize other girls did that. Like just on the last like day where you're just like, it probably still coming, but I'm just, I've just decided it's over. Yeah, I'm just done. I'm stopped caring. Um, well, is, not that we stopped caring, but. Yeah, we're like, it's done because we said so. <laughs> no, have you used a menstrual cup? Sorry, that's just so. No, topic. but I've been looking into it. I'm, I've just seen, I saw a TikTok that, that was like horrifying for me. They were like, when I first put it in, I couldn't get it out. I'm like, yeah, that, you just confirmed my biggest fear. Really? Kristen said she's been using one and she said it's like game Oh yeah, I've heard that it, they're amazing. But it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like reaching your hand That's up there. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they were like, I couldn't, like the first time I put one in, I was like, freaking on a safari I could not find it and I'm like I'm sorry that doesn't sound like something I want to be doing with my time nope I'll stick to tampons except um Kristen was saying it helps with cramps yeah and I have horrible cramps so I'm like that might be worth it to me also I saw that when you put a tampon in it is in I don't even know what it's called but the like tube part of it so it sticks it like almost pushes out the walls of it instead of going all the way up into like the bigger area you know what I mean okay like there's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. tunnel to a bigger area yeah. the tampon goes in the tunnel and soaks up blood and when it does it gets bigger and so it pushes the walls out which, <gasps> which just is like painful and rude and they were saying <laughs> that's how they use that's the verbiage they use and then if you put a menstrual cup up it goes past that oh. so it doesn't push on like the interesting okay, I don't know you know when you put it in I know a so I know well too little about that. Yeah. Well, stuff. we'll have to research it. But yeah. I have to say, I put in a tampon. You know when you put a tampon in kind of weird? Like it oh, goes a little sideways. There's nothing worse. I did that, Chelsea, and then I was playing pickleball. No. There's and nothing I worse. I could not even like Saturday? play. No. In Utah? It was in Utah, yeah. No. And I could not even play because I'm just like, I am so uncomfortable. Like even walking. I'm just Sitting? like, absolutely not. It felt like it was just like being tugged. I'm like, no, oh, I'm out. there's nothing worse. I'm out. There's nothing worse. I did that one time when I worked at Anthro. And I put it in before like a three-hour shift and I'm just no. like walking around in pain. Oh, <sighs> it's the absolute worst. Did we Who give them advice? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Wait, yeah, well, we what did. was it even we about? Did it have the best friends to do with that, periods? No, it was oh. about the best friends that fell apart. Oh, yeah. You okay. got this, girls. We believe in you. Keep listening to what we said. That'll help you get through it all. <laughs> and you got this. Hi, ladies. First off, can I just tell you how gorgeous you two are? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I can't even explain how much confidence I've gained listening to your podcast. Oh, that's wow. great. That's I an love, amazing compliment. Love it. That's what she said. Love it. Anyways, I've been dating my boyfriend for six months. He just left on a mission on September 9th. We had been back and forth on waiting for each other. I left for college on the 11th and it has been really hard, but we finally came to a conclusion that we would wait it out and have me go on dates. And if I find someone else, I find someone else. I literally love him more than anything and I don't want to lose him, but I have a weird feeling that it won't work out. I can't tell if it, that's the spirit or just anxiety feeling that comes with breaking up with a missionary, but I don't know what I should do. I can't just let him go, but he seems hesitant to help a girl out, please. If he seems hesitant about you, it sounds like you guys should break up. I'm, I'm not well, trying to be harsh, but I feel coming from someone who did wait, there's no point in dragging it along. Here, here's, can I say something? Yeah. I had, I feel like this situation is my situation exactly. Yeah. Like what she's saying is exactly. Yeah, like that's true. We dated for a while when my missionary left. Like it was so heartbreaking because he was literally my best friend. And like you said, you like love him so much because mm-hmm. you've spent so much time together and like your best friends, but you don't know if it's going to work out. That's how, exactly how I felt where I was like, I don't think I'm going to marry him. Yeah. But maybe. Like, I don't want to let him go. At yeah, the same I don't want to let him go. Like, we're literally best friends. We do get along so well. Like you said, is it anxiety that I think, like, oh, it couldn't possibly work out? Or is it just like a gut feeling? And 
the thing is, it's like funny to me is when people are like, you should break up when they're already on a mission. If you, and this is- You already exact, are broken You up. already are broken up. When uh, it's a really interesting relationship and thing. And I know because I've literally been in this exact situation where we did the same thing. We're like, I'll kind of like, I'll write you, but I'm definitely going to go on dates. And like, I think that's the best way to do it, to be yeah. honest, because you're saying, if I find someone else, great, which is the best outlook you can have. When you are so attached and you're like, we will get married. There is no other way. That's almost to me means you're almost not as secure in it as, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because it feels like if you're so terrified that yeah. like someone else could come along, it's like, maybe it's not right anyway. I, yeah. But I also yeah. think some people think 100%. They're like, oh no, no, yeah. we're getting married. Because it's just like, yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah. But I think go on dates, you're already broken up to an extent because he's on a mission and you're not going to talk to him for, or you're not going to like see his face for two years. And I promise this is the worst part. The beginning is the absolute worst yes. part. It's going to get so much better. You're going to go on dates. I'm not going to say you're going to like forget all about him. And you'll probably see him when he gets home unless you're literally married by then. Like I still saw my missionary when I got home and it was all good. Like it was when it he confirmed. Got home, yeah. yeah. When he got, did I say that? You said when I got home. Oh, when he got home. And it confirmed like what we had both thought. We're like, Probably not. Yeah. Like, we love each other. Like, yeah. I remember literally I was dating Leif-ish. Not really, but kind of. And like, anyway, I remember my my boyfriend in high school that I dated. Afterwards, this is well, I'm getting into the <laughs> random stuff right now. But afterwards, I was like dating Leif. And I heard that my missionary had said something like rude about me. Like After through the you guys had line. already hung out? Yeah, we'd already hung out. We'd already ended things. Like, we'd already hung out and ended what things. The? And I heard that he was like saying stuff, like mean stuff. But I mean, I was so shocked because I'm like, we ended on such good terms. He's like really actually such a good guy. Yeah. I was so surprised. And I remember his brother like called me and was like, or something. And I told him, I was like, I just heard that he's been saying this. And he was like, oh my gosh, there's no way. And then my missionary ended up calling me. I like was dating life. Yeah. And he called me and he's like, I would never say that. Like, and then he's like, I love you. Like, and then he's yeah. like, not like that. He's like, <laughs> and it's just funny because it's yeah. like, you do love each other. Like, yeah. even if it, it's not like, he wasn't saying like, I'm in love with you, but he was just saying, he's like, I would never say that about you. Like, I love you to death. And he's yeah. like, not like that. But he's like, I just like, I would never say that. And what I'm trying to say is you still have love for each other, but if you're both mature and like you've just yeah. moved on, it's fine. You just got to take it a day at a time. Well, and and she only dated him for six months, which I mean, it still is a long time, especially when you're younger. I feel like six months seems like forever. You really do just have to take it one day at a time. It's like, again, you kind of already are broken up. It sounds like you both are already feeling that way. That I say break up because that's how I felt about Nick the, when we first started dating is I was like, I've got to break up with him. But like, is this an anxiety? Like, do I need to keep going? And it was like, you just kind of know when it's time to like mm -hmm. end things. And we got back together and got married. So it's like, just because you break up doesn't mean, first of all, that you have to be like, this is the end forever. But it also, I wouldn't be like, okay, this is the end for now, but we'll get back together later. Yeah. It's like, no, this just is actually okay with what right happens. now. This is this is my life right now where it sounds like he's he would be okay if you did go on dates. And so yeah. there's really no... I had a debate. moment. I had a moment where I also didn't think I would marry Leif. Like when we kind of broke up. Like yeah. it's like you're saying. I hoped we would. It would be all good, and we'd get back yeah. together. But I was also okay if we didn't. Like I, I remember thinking like I that could be yeah. it. Like seriously, like yeah. we could never. It's not like I was like I know he's the one. Like what is yeah. I was kind of just like well yeah okay. Well, and, and then we got back together and got married. So it's like like you just said. Everything, you have a long time. Yes, you have a long time. Yeah. And everything that's supposed to happen will happen. It is. I will say, though, it is so hard at the beginning. Like, when you're so 
especially if it is newer and probably because it's newer for you guys, it's like, okay, we don't want to invest so much like in this because we haven't been dating for that long. Yeah. Whereas me and you both had been dating these guys for like years. Yeah. And so if it's new, I get if it's like, no, we really like each other, but we don't want to be stupid and be like, yeah, we're going to get married. I would say don't listen to anybody, to be quite honest. Just listen like, to your gut. When I had a missionary, when I see other people, it's like, people will have their opinions. Even mm-hmm. we have our opinions. Like, you just have to listen to yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, you know your situation. You know what to do. You know if it's time to, if your expectation, if you're on different pages, it's like, okay, maybe we should come to an agreement here if he thinks you're not waiting for him. Yeah. But I think you should still casually write him and just yeah, be open about with that. And you don't need to talk about the dates you're going on, but it's like, just do your thing. Casually write. Don't be so attached to any outcome. But what I was going to say, Chelsea, what? what a heiny date. We went on a double date. Remember after our missionaries left and I wanted to. Wait, when? In Utah. <gasps> oh my gosh. It was mostly mine that was heiny. Yeah. Yours was fine. You, mine wasn't even really a date though. Like it was, Ugh. we were kind of already friends. And so, it was, and then, and then yours was kind with. of more like a date. Like yours Mine was hanging in the moves. <gasps> I forgot about that. And I didn't even like really know what was going on until after the date. And you were like, <sighs> oh my gosh, that was horrible. And well, I was like, oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> it's like, fun. it's like, oh, if I could just tell little baby JC, it's like, I just have such less tolerance for crap anymore. Yeah. I feel like if I was dating now, I'd just be like, no. Oh my gosh. If I was, if like, I was able to date now, I'm like, I, I yeah. got the amazing chance. <laughs> no, but if I was dating now versus how I dated back then, I'm like, oh no, no, no. I don't I mean, even know no. if I'd ever get married. No. I'd be a freaking force to be reckoned with. I'd be like, no, you're annoying. Like, yeah. <laughs> whereas back then I'm like, it's fine. You I just put the blinders on. Yeah. Not you, anyone, all of us. Yeah. But yeah, this, this man was pulling moves. He was a full-grown man, too. He was a, he and was we a were, man. like, 18. And I was two years old, so. That well, was just not so really. That's literally illegal. But it was <laughs> not, it was not a vibe. Let me just tell you that. we, You know when they're like, let's watch a horror movie. And I'm just oh like, this God. is not where I want to be no. with you. No, absolutely <gasps> not. Oh, my gosh. I feel bad. I've done that to multiple friends, actually, like, where I'm like, this is great. And I love their friend, uh, that guy that I had never met him before. I'd never met either of them before for this situation that we went on. But I remember in high school, I did that to one of my friends, one of my friends, Brooke. And I was like, my uh, high school boyfriend from another school, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and it was his friend. And um, I was like, they would be such a good match. And I was like, okay, like Brooke, come on this date. And she had a horrible <laughs> He was like pulling moves on her. And like, again, you don't really know in the moment because yeah. I was like so obsessed with my boyfriend at the time. So I was like, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. And then afterwards, she's just like, oh my gosh. And you feel so bad. I'm just like, because you're like, literally thought you guys, La La Land. Yeah. I'm like, I thought you guys would be a great match. Like, I thought that you would like him. But then when they don't, and you're just like, sorry. But I've oh. also been that friend for other friends where I go because they're like, I have a friend. I'll bring your friends. And then I'm teamed up with someone that I'm just like, no, fam, <laughs> this is not it. And then the, it's worse when the other girl wants to stay for forever. Yeah, she's like, let's keep, let's watch a movie. And you're just like, <laughs> no. You're like, I was done after dinner. Yeah. Like, let's leave. Absolutely not. Okay, oh, well, that's so funny. One more. Oh, Very wow. quick. We ran out of time quick. We ran out of time. We should just have a podcast episode where we just tell our, the funniest stories from like high school dating. Because now that we're thinking about it, I'm like, we have so many we could talk about. Yeah, for sure. Just like random stories of certain dates or like situations, even from high school. Like, Oh my gosh, the situations we got ourselves in. 
remember when I fell asleep at your house? I think we already told this story on the podcast, but I fell asleep at JC's house and I was not supposed to, so I didn't tell my mom where I was. And it was like, we woke up at 1 a.m. And my curfew was 11.30 You know what's funny though, Chelsea? You're like, the crazy situations we got ourselves into. That is not even scratching the freaking surface. But people, like Chelsea and I never drank in high school. Like we don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, we still don't drink, but it's like, we didn't have crazy experiences. No, not like like that. Partying. But just like funny dating stuff. And Ours are almost funny. I'm like, they're funnier. But <laughs> because they're so non… Like, they're so innocent. Yeah, they're so innocent but stupid. Like things yeah. like that where… Yeah. I fell asleep and my mom couldn't find me until 2 a.m. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one last one. Okay. This does say trigger warning. Disordered eating body dysmorphia. Okay. Okay. Hey, girls, I just want to start with that I love you guys, and I have been a dedicated listener from the beginning. It makes my work days go by so fast every Tuesday, and I feel like we're best friends. Anyways, I got married in July, and we just moved to go to school. In the past, I've had binging disorders and well as, oh, as well as skip, skipping meals because I looked fat or ate too much for the day before, that kind of stuff. I got through my freshman year of college and I gained a few pounds and then decided I wanted to get a healthier relationship with myself and food. I got through that and I started having a better relationship with myself like I wanted to and working out to become stronger and feel good and motivated. But recently I have been having similar body image problems where I'm starting to not like myself anymore. Any tips for loving yourself and not worrying about how much you eat or thinking you need to work out more than you actually do? Thank you. I love you girls. Okay. Yes, obviously. I feel like I have a lot. It's hard It's hard to answer these with like Concisely. only minutes. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, this is something I want to get in. I'm going to get into in my um, intuitive eating course that's coming out um, on our Balance Boss platform, basically. On October 9th, we actually just came out the date. So October 9th, it's coming out. Is understanding, especially if you've been in different times in your life, happy with yourself, unhappy with yourself, but maybe it's never been cohesive to like actual unconditional. Like you've only experienced conditional when you're, when you are working out and you are like looking good. So then it is a little bit more conditional where it's like, yeah, I love the way I look right now, but if I didn't look this way, I wouldn't love myself still, you know? So it's like, you have to, it's hard because you think, okay, I have to get back to where I was then. So then you think with that, I have to start doing all of these things again in order to get back there. But really the thing that you have to tap into is just that feeling of unconditional love for yourself. And the rest is going to come secondary. But at that point, it doesn't really matter. It's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is when I looked back at when I was at my worst, even when I was working out and, you know, going crazy with like counting my calories. And then when, when there was times when I wasn't working out as much and I, I still felt bad and almost even worse because I felt like lazy or unmotivated or, and I didn't like the way that I looked. When I look back on those times, it's not like I'm like, oh, I was in such a different place. Like that's just, I mean, I used to say that, but then when I really look back and think about it, all I really had to do was almost like, I don't even know how to put it into words, but like reach down a little bit more. Like that happy feeling of like unconditional love wasn't actually as far away as I thought it was. It was just a matter. It's not like I had to do a bunch of stuff. It wasn't like I had to figure out a puzzle. It was just like getting more in touch with who I actually was and like feeling that presence and joy and like just tapping into that unconditional love. It's hard sometimes for me to like put into words how I feel Mm -hmm. because it's more like emotions. But in terms of advice per se, being present more like day to day, that's how you're going to accomplish anything is like just taking it step by step. When you think about it and you 
make it a big deal, it becomes a big deal. Like mm-hmm. you, we overcomplicate eating so much. We've polluted it completely because we've overcomplicated like just loving ourselves and we've overcomplicated love when it's really actually simple. Like when you, again, looking back on those times, it's not like I thought it was so difficult and complicated to get to like happiness basically. Mm-hmm. And when I look back now, like the hindsight 2020, I realized all I had to do was take away the power that I was giving it. Like I had to take mm-hmm. away the the weight that it had. Like I had to take away how the complications of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's really hard because every situation is so different. Yeah. And I've even experienced, I talked about it a little bit on this past week's episode, like body image and stuff where I'm like, for the first time I've kind of been like, oh, I don't like the way I look or like, oh, I have gained a little bit, bit of weight and like, I don't really like that. And like, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, it is so hard to not let that thought just kind of rule. Like I need to work out. It's like, yeah, it's hard to just be like, I, you know, like I'm enough and I love myself now. And it's like, if I work out great to feel, you know, to feel good, like mentally and physically awesome. But it's like, it really is. I was actually thinking about how hard it is to give advice on that because it's like, what do you, there's no just little step. It's not like, okay, I, I know exactly what you need to do. Just do this. It's like, yeah. It's so much deeper than that. And so I think it's so hard to give advice on. Yeah, it's but. like such a personal journey that's different for everybody. But what you're really trying to get to is unconditional love. And people, because it's like cliche now to say like affirmations and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And not that those are good or bad in any way. Like I don't think that those are, will cure anything. Mm-hmm. But um, also this is another side note to that concept of it not, being, I don't know, when you go through different times in your life and you feel like it comes back Mm -hmm. and in terms of people always ask me like, do you feel like you still will always have your eating disorder? And I like to think of it as no, because even when I did was going through the depths of my eating disorder, when I was not, you know, maybe I was just at therapy talking about it, but then maybe five minutes later, I was on a walk with Sophie and I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't have an eating disorder at that point. Right. So it's like, if to say like, well, it's always with you, like, I just feel like no, because that that's gives not it who you too are. Much power. That gives it way too much power. Well, yeah. To be like, and that's a part of me. It's like, no. Yeah, it's not. It's not a part of you. It's mm-hmm. coming from an outside source. So when you don't feel that, then like negative effects of that, you don't have it. Even when you might think that you're going through it, the worst of it. It's like maybe in the moment where you're, you know, hugging your husband and you're not thinking about it at all. It doesn't exist. It's like, does it, you know, I actually just talking to my dad, (laughs) to my dad, JC's dad, my coach about this. And he was saying, when a tree falls in a forest, does it still make a sound when it fall, like when it crashes? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't never understood that question, but no, it doesn't because no one's there to receive it. It's like, right. Maybe it does, but not really. Because if, if you're not there to receive it, if you're not there to act upon the eating disorder or act upon, you know, this thing that's feels like it's controlling your whole life, then it it's doesn't exist, you know, in that mm-hmm. moment. So I having, would say- Having more moments that are present exactly. so that it doesn't to yeah. have power over you. So not feeling like you have to get rid of it tomorrow and, and understanding that it won't happen overnight, but that it's a lifelong thing to, not to get rid of it, to be better at getting in touch with that feeling of like, pure joy and being present and like, knowing who you are and who you are is enough and not just seeing that as like a cheesy Pinterest quote, but like actually internalizing, like I am enough. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, 
And again, it's hard to do that when when it has been cliched, I guess, as a verb on Pinterest and these mm-hmm. things where it's like, okay, I can look in the mirror and say, I am enough. I am whole. But it's like. Do you really believe it though? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, definitely. First of all, follow Chelsea at Chelsea Jade Curtis because she posts lots of great health and life advice. And I feel like you have a lot of experience with that. So it's like, you know, and definitely check out her course too. Yeah. And I would also say for anybody who feels like this and maybe hasn't gone, I don't know if she said that she was or not, but, or ever has is people always ask me like, what's the first step if I think I have an eating disorder? And it's definitely to talk to somebody you trust, whether that's Mm -hmm. a parent, a spouse, um, or your doctor. That's the first place I went is, was my doctor, which seems weird, but I was like, I think I might have an eating disorder or something. Like, do you, what, what should I I do? Yeah, get some help. And she recommended me to a therapist. So, you you know, that's a good first place to go. And if you don't want to tell anybody else, your doctor is a great place to start. So. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for writing in. Yes. If you guys have anything else you want advice on, we do these episodes once a month. Like we said, the last Friday of every month is a little advice column. So write into hello at what we said podcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, for your support. We are working on new merch. You guys are going <gasps> to freaking love yes. it. Stay tuned for it. And thank you for listening. We love you. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.